Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks, and as everyone knows, I have a soft spot in my heart for comics. So when interesting new projects come along, I I pay attention. I, I become interested. And this week, my guests are James Aquilon and Zach Atkinson. And they are here to talk about Monstrous Books' new project, The Omega Eleven. It's a five-issue limited series, and it's uh, the description here was like Harry Potter meets Ocean's Eleven, (laughs) 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 which is which is which is a very very a very heady brew, uh, a mix that I would never have put together, but it works. It works for me. So welcome, guys. Howdy. Thanks for having us. So talk about this project. This is the the first project that you two have co-created. And you know, I'm I'm intrigued. A uh, five issue limited series is a nice, you know, sizable bite chunks. Um I'm more particular to, you know, give it all to me in one graphic novel so I can just sit there and just enjoy, but I can I can live with five issues. Five issues work. So, talk mm-hmm. about how this project came about and your your ideas for getting it published outside of the mainstream comics world. Well, Zach came to me with this idea, so that made it, things a lot easier. Um, usually, when when someone comes to me and says, "Oh, I got this great idea." I'm usually cringing because it's usually not that good and <laughs> I don't want to do it. So I don't usually work on all the people's ideas. So, so Zach said he had this idea and, and it was, it was amazing. And he had all these great uh, sketches and stuff and ideas for characters and, and, and ships and stuff. So I said, uh, yeah, I definitely want to do this. So, um, so here we are, but, but yeah, but it was Zach, Zach had this, I think he had this idea for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I started out wanting to do work with public domain characters, I guess, and kind of do a, I, I think the genesis of the idea was like a um, Justice League of of like Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, Zorro, just some way to bring all these characters together. And uh, just uh, one day I discovered Dr. Omega, who's kind of, who a lot of people think is the inspiration for Doctor Who. And I thought oh, it would be cool if this guy went around and just collected all these characters and kind of broke brung them together. And uh, after talking to James, it kind of, the idea kind of streamlined into being more of a, like, a, they're all thieves and they're all going to end up with this big heist. So it's kind of the Omega 11 idea was, very much like inspired by Ocean's Eleven and and Doctor Who and some of these other things. Sounds sounds like a a, a public domain version of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, that I'm sure that like the thought of that went into it. But actually, like one of my favorite books is was uh, Warren Ellis's Planetary. Have you ever read that? Oh my God, that's been forever ago. Well, he would, he kind of did the thing where he would touch on all these like vintage pulp heroes like Doc Savage and The Shadow. 
of course those aren't like public domain quite yet so he he kind of just made like a pastiche of those characters and put them together and that's kind of like that always game that that gave me that just made me want to do kind of the same thing sort of just play with old pulp weird hero characters so talk about the approach to writing this adventure and i guess were there any separate inspirations for the art for what these characters would look like um for the art i kind of like i, I just <laughs> i've been sketching and coloring forever and i just kind of taught myself how to ink and i always thought i'd have a more of an animated thin line style but now it's like more of a traditional comic book style american comic book style so i kind of just uh i'm more i'm really influenced of old like i'm really influenced by manga but my style is more like kind of 80s comic books it's kind of what i take a lot from um but yeah it's just I want it to be sort of the the book's not necessarily all ages, but the look of it is. I just like the 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 more of a fun style, cartoony style. Mm-hmm. James. Yeah, so when when Zach brought it to me, um, we didn't really have like a, a fleshed out story, so it was more. Um, we had a bunch of the characters, and I think it was just the idea was just to do like a, a heist. Although Zach had some ideas for for the heist, but we were first just throwing around a lot of ideas. So it was just like, would it be really awesome if we had this character or that character, or we had we used this ship, or we went into this world. So we were just throwing out ideas at first, and then it was let's try to make sense of all of it and yeah. and, <laughs> and put it into uh, you know. Uh, something that made sense as far as a story and especially for a, you know, like a long form story. So that was more of the challenge was trying to get all the characters and the ideas, you know, in, into it and, and try to make it um, make sense. And, and, you know, why do we have, you know, Merlin staff in there? Why do we have this and that? So that mm-hmm. was fun. And that took us a while before we, we settled on, on, um, on the plot. Um, I think originally we had like six issues and who knows? I mean, I feel like it might expand uh, even beyond the five issues because then the story became pretty epic. Uh, yeah. So, and then we have, you know, it's called the mega 11. So we can have, <laughs> have 11, 11 characters in there too. And, and then the bad guys. And then I, I think we have a separate set of bad guys too. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty huge. I, I think, uh, and I'm sure there'd be more stories after this uh, series as well. So that's where we're setting up this really big world. And, um, you know, there's a lot of possibilities because um, we have all these public domain characters, but then we're also um, like combining characters. So I think when right. once the characters appear, um, they'll be a little bit different than what, what you're used to seeing. Yeah. The general idea is the timeline gets messed up. So. A lot of the characters aren't exactly how you remember them in, in, in the original tales. Well, the description here says Omega 11, number one, the Merlin job. 
where the it follows Dr. Omega and his crew, which consists of the Artful Dodger, Jack Dawkins, as they travel to Camelot to try to steal the Philosopher's Stone from Merlin. And I'm like, and in order to save the omniverse, not the multiverse, the omniverse, which mm-hmm. I think is is kind of cool. But I'm like, how do you put that heist in one issue? It can't be one issue. This, <laughs> you know, the the Merlin job has to be the entire miniseries. And so I'm like thinking there could be a lot of heists here going yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every issue I think is probably going to have a different heist before we get to the big heist. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, there's so many ideas were thrown out. So we were like, uh, Oh, let's, let's throw this in there. Let's throw that in there. And so it's also hard to talk about because we're going to, we could spoil a, a lot of it too. Um, so the first issue, yeah, I don't think we can really say is that these trees trying to steal, um, the philosopher's stone, but, but things go wrong as you would expect. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying uh, to wrap my head around Doctor Doctor Who, the Artful Dodger in Camelot, causing <laughs> havoc. Yeah, you know, he's, creating shenanigans. I'm like, what? He he's kind of a <laughs> do, doc, Doctor Who is would be way more um, destructive. Pro, no, Doctor Who. Well, the opposite. I think Doctor Who is like a little bit more of a. Uh, capable person than yeah, <laughs> than, than our doctor this is more more probably rick and morty okay. yeah yeah he's he, <laughs> he, he, well even rick kind of knows what he's doing like <laughs> omega's yeah. plenty smart but he's just he kind of causes more problems than he fixes i think yeah okay so dr omega dr omega is an accidental chaos lord gotcha oh yeah yeah and the awful dodge is, is even crazier. So uh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really it's like, like I said, it's a lot of fun, but it's it, there's a lot of uh the, yeah, there'll be a lot of chaos going on. And uh, you know, I don't like to write characters who are like all good or or, or competent. I like when they, they're like bumbling and um you know irresponsible and uh you know, just like say like, you know, let's mix this with that and see what happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, so basically uh superheroes or heroes or anti-heroes who are legends in their own mind who come up against reality and have to adjust on the fly oh yeah great way to put it basically yeah (laughs) so talk about how this kickstarter is going to work are you looking to get just issue one uh, funded, you're looking to get the whole mini series funded, and maybe like a little jump on the next one. What's what's the goal? What's the what's the hope? Well, the hope is always to make as much money as possible. <laughs> uh, but we're we're just funding the first issue here, um, and then we'll do multiple Kickstarter campaigns. But it would be great if we could raise a bit more, and and then have. Um, you know, more money to, uh, to deal with the other, um, issues because, you know, when, when you do it this way and instead of the graphic novel, you do it issue by issue, it's, a uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a long commitment. So you can, it's going to be, uh, there could be five Kickstarters. We can combine a couple of issues and maybe do 
three campaigns, mm-hmm. but you're looking at doing the campaigns and doing this over at least two years. So it's, it's, it's a long haul. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's not, Oh, I mean, like I said, you, you do prefer to have like the graphic novel and have the whole thing all at once, but it's also, that's really like for the artist, it's really time consuming to sit down and then do the Mm -hmm. whole thing. Like a hundred, I don't even know how long it would take. Zach, so like if you had to sit down and just do like 100, 110 pages, mm-hmm. you're basically committing to like, like I don't know, like six months a year of your yeah. life. Yeah, the, the best I can do right now and uh, is to draw and color a page a day. And that is, would be on top of like my day, you know, my day job, which is also art. You know, it's, it's finding the time for that. So, if we can just kind of get a head start with like issue one and make enough money that we can, I can focus more time on it and not have to juggle, you know, where it becomes more of my job and and I don't have to do as much, you know, other client work or, or whatnot. And it's just, it would be, uh, it's more of like a time management and also uh, fund management thing to to kickstart just issue one right now and hopefully it'll be successful enough that we don't have to we could just do more than one issue or whatever so is this going to be one big Kickstarter for the entire miniseries where like each each issue is is a goal or is it is each separate issue going to be its own Kickstarter? We'll probably do one for each unless we can get, could get ahead and combine a couple of issues. Um, so, I mean, we're looking probably at least at, I mean, at the least one more Kickstarter. For this, maybe two. It'd be nice to combine some in, instead of having to do five separate. Um... Yeah, it, it just depends how much money we make. If if it's something where I can spend time to do two issues, and then I can get two issues done, then we can combine Kickstarters. That's kind of just what I'm thinking, but we won't know until after the first Kickstarter, I'm sure. Oh, and the first Kickstarter officially launches on, what is it, Tuesday, February 13th. So we'll have links to that where people can head on over once it's launched and uh, show their support. And all of this falls under the Monstrous Books banner, which, James, you are the, uh, the raconteur behind its creation talk talk about monstrous books for a bit i started monstrous books like uh two years ago um and our first release was shakespeare unleashed which was a prose anthology and then uh last year we did uh dead detective society and we had um well then we we launched the monstrous magazine uh with that so monstrous is pretty new but we've done pretty well on those Kickstarters. Um, and before that, I, I, I had pretty good success with uh, Kolchak and uh, Classic Monsters Unleashed, which is why I started my own publishing company. Um, but um, 
the campaign, this campaign is going to also include Monstrous, another issue of Monstrous magazine. So um, my goal is to every uh, campaign to fund another issue of the magazine, uh, which will be, uh, which as accompanies this. So it'll have like a time travel theme. And, um, you know, the goal is just to use these Kickstarters to kind of build up Monstrous and um, make it bigger and bigger. And we're focusing more on comics because we never done like a full on comic we always just we were doing like the the smaller um like companion magazines and stuff and um we're in talks now to get distribution to uh comic book shops so hopefully with with uh the omega, omega 11 then you'll see once once the campaigns are over we'll start releasing the uh the individual issues into the comic book shops so talk about uh, the magazine. Who who is the audience for that? What what sort of uh, things in the magazine can people look forward to? Because I know some people still like to pick up magazines now and then. I'm I'm one of them. Digital magazines, if they work on a, on an iPad, I'm I'm all forward. <laughs> I mean, I I I do read a lot of stuff digitally, comics and books, but. There's, you know, just kicking back, you know, on the sofa with a magazine or a book is also something I like to do. Yeah, I love magazines. So it's, it, you know, it's, it sucks that you don't have as many magazines that you used to have. Um, so what, what, what the Monstrous magazine, it's it's like a um, combination comic book and and, uh, and prose. So the, the first issue was 40 pages. And about 20 pages were comics. And the other pages, we had uh, two short stories and an article. So it's like a combo, co you know, um, comic book magazine. And it's more like retro stuff. So uh, it's more like pulpy type stuff and uh, reprints of old um, horror uh, and science fiction stories. So anyone who's like a fan of the old pulps, like like uh, Weird Tales and stuff, would enjoy this stuff. But um it also gives us a little bit of a chance then to um, to bring in new writers and artists because, um, you know, with, with Omega 11, you know, we're doing that and we're not taking submissions or anything. But with the magazine, then I, uh, I'll i be taking submissions for people who uh, want to submit short stories and, and, and articles and stuff. So the, the magazine gives us a little more flexibility and then we can kind of play around with whatever um, the theme is. So when we did uh, the Detective Society, the the um the theme was more pulp and we did detective stuff so now we're going to be doing um a time travel thing and i'm writing a, a longer comic this time it's going to be like 16 to 20 pages just the one comic and then we'll have at least one article and and two short stories so are the the guidelines for what you are accepting submissions for available on the monstrous books website no, I was going to do that this weekend. So uh, I'll probably send out my newsletter and, and giving everyone the info on that. And then uh, I'll post it on the uh, the website in a couple of days. Well, because I, you know, for either news stories or reprints, you know, I'm a fan of uh, monster movies. I'm I'm a I'm a monster movie psychological horror kind of person. So uh, new outlets for for that kind of stuff is is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. It's like the old, those old um, monster uh, magazines, like um, like Fangoria and stuff, and uh, and 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 that's really uh, 
when I see in the comic book shops, like the only old magazines that are still around, I was like the the horror and the monster mm-hmm. magazines that are still still there. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where we're kind of the audience we're going for, and uh, yeah, I mean, we kind of like want to be like like you celebrate the old uh, classic monsters and stuff like that. Cool, cool. So are are you guys working on uh, other stuff that uh, you can talk about yet? I don't know what we can talk about, so <laughs> I'm just leaving that to James. I'm trying not to say um, there's, too much. There's actually some uh, – well, I'm going to have really big news in a couple of months. Uh, um, yeah, but I can't talk about that. I mean, we will if, well, unless, if you want to do another podcast on that, but we could talk about – a little bit um because they announced it was the crystal lake um comic mm-hmm. that crystal lake doing their first comic and it'll be jonathan mayberry is doing a graphic novel based nice. on his joe ledger books so we're going to be doing that um on zoop and um we just got the artist i won't say who it is um uh but he's really good and he's he's supposed to be giving us artwork now so We'll start setting that up soon, and I don't know when that will launch, but maybe um, like in another month or two. Well, you're definitely welcome back to talk more about that when it when it comes. I remember when uh, the first emails about Crystal Lake comics coming out uh, was was released. I was like, "Whoa, cool!" Because I've been a fan of the the anthologies and the, the the novels they've been putting out for a few years now. So seeing them branch out into comics i'm like yeah we can we can do some more horror comics there's some good ones out there but there's always room for more so that's a that's a good thing um where can folks find out the most about monstrous books and the omega 11. Well, they can go to Monstrous. I actually hadn't even put it up on the website yet. I gotta do that. Thanks for reminding me. I'll do that right now. But go to monstrousbooks.com and then um, you'll have all the links uh, if I get to it uh, very soon. Uh, yeah, because other- otherwise, go to Monstrous Books um, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it and on, on Facebook. Cool. And Zach, where can folks uh, keep track on? what you're working on or is there a, even a way to do that <laughs> uh yeah uh zaxart.com it's z-a-c-s-a-r-t.com and uh that's my website slash newsletter and uh just at zach atkinson on all the things um that's my instagram and twitter Excellent, excellent. Well, we will have links to the Kickstarter as well as to your websites. Uh, Zach, James, thank you so, so much for your time today and good luck with Omega 11. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. And we'll be back with more Slices Sci Fi right after this. Escape Pod, the free science fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. I rippled a welcoming cadence of light beneath my skin, and then, seeing the newcomer was human, made my best approximation of a smile. Welcome to Helixer Transgalactic Lounge. Each week, one story told well. 
She should have never come back to this God's forsaken junk heap of a space station. But she couldn't help but miss it when she was away for too long. From the most astonishing and visionary storytellers of the genre. But because time is a trick of the mind, it can be hacked. And we have gotten good at it. We had to. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on the web at escapepod.org. And on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hey guys, this is Arjun Gupta from Sci-Fi's The Magician. You are listening to Slice of Sci-Fi. I think uh, jump-starting news stories based off of uh, the old heroes and the old stories from the, the pulp era is kind of uh, a cool idea, especially translating them into comics. Um, the old comic strips like Superman and the Shadow and I think Green Hornet was one. But seeing those revived and the old... Uh, like James said, Doc Savage and Tarzan, the old pulps, brought to a new, I guess, reimagining with uh, different stories, but the same characters, the same uh, character sensibilities. Like the, the, the stories embody the the essences of those old pulp characters just in new situations because time traveling magical artifact thieves is kind of funny to me and it's a it's a curious story and I'd like to see where that one goes so again the book is the omega 11 from Monstrous Books. The Kickstarter will be starting uh, February 13th. You can find it over on Kickstarter. If you search Omega 11, you should be able to find it. Or just follow the link from the website. So how about you? Are indie comics something you look for when you hear about a new indie comic project. Is that something you look forward to? What types of comic stories do you want to see? Let me know. Call in. The number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com or come on by the website, sliceofsci-fi.com and leave your comment in the discussion sections for this episode. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Slice of Sci-Fi, or over on Blue Sky at SliceofSciFi.com. You can listen to Slice of Sci-Fi on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FMA, and iHeartRadio podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple or following us on Podchaser, please leave us a review. Let folks know you are enjoying the show, and maybe they should check it out for themselves. I'd like to thank everyone who is helping to support our efforts here at Slice of Sci-Fi and for the other podcasts and websites in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe. 
your pledges through Patreon, your donations through PayPal, that support, your donations really do help keep things running around here. So again, I thank you for your support, not just financially, but uh, you, you listen to these episodes, you give me feedback, and that is a help. It, it lets me know that you're interested in what I'm interested in, and the people that I'm talking to have something to say that uh, resonates with you, so that's why I keep doing this. <laughs> in addition to the Patreon and PayPal methods, you can also support by purchasing items through our online affiliate shop, sliceofsci-fi.net. Uh, you can browse through some of the TV shows and movies that are featured there. There are a few books too, mostly nonfiction, but all purchases made through there are affiliate purchases and we get a few cents kickback on that. And remember, if you're supporting through PayPal or Patreon, you are eligible for perks. Um, everyone is in a, I guess, virtual hat. And every month I pick a winner out of that hat, a random email address. And that person gets to choose from the many materials I have here that I can't keep. I get a lot of stuff for review materials, books and DVDs, Blu-rays and 4Ks mostly. And the ones that I don't end up having giveaways for are up for grabs for the supporters. So head on over to... Patreon, patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi, pick a tier, any tier. Or if you don't want to commit to a monthly pledge, the link to use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.